0: Welcome to Portraits of Clongos, a podcast series that takes you on a journey into the lives of former pupils of Clongos Wood College. My name is Rossum McDermott, and in this podcast series, we will speak with alumni from Clongos to hear their first hand accounts of the transformative impact this school has had on their lives. James Kelly is a gifted musician from the TC Family Clan, the inspirational and talented music teacher that taught in Klongos for many, many years. First question I have for you, James, your time in Klongos, how do
1: you remember it and how was it for you? Well, I spent my entire childhood and adolescence in and around Klongos. I grew up in the Red House, so I'd have been very familiar with the whole institution and all the people who worked around the it. The house was originally an infirmary, was it? It was built as an infirmary, but it was built to be isolated from the school, so that's why I was put out past the farm, uh, you know, to deal with infectious disease. So I grew up in a, yeah, the sanatorium. Mainham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was, uh, it was a great, you know, experience to go up there because you're literally out and, at that time, in the middle of the field. Uh, so it was an idyllic place to grow up as a kid running around, I had the run of the farm, the grounds, the pleasure grounds. And uh, very early memories of the likes of Father Hanley who, who looked after the farm, you know, he would chase you off the farm. His refrain was, hop, two, three. <laughs> and as soon as you heard that, you knew you'd been spotted. So it was time to exit stage left and run into the pleasure grounds or run back to the Red House. But despite his vigilance, we'd always meander back. Mm. And uh, it was literally a playground for you know, all those years. Yeah, I remember you had to walk home in the
0: winter. Uh, you used to go after early study.
1: That's right, yeah. Well, I, mean, I had Walked something. through in a dark hole. That's right, yeah. And occasionally some of your classmates <laughs> would duck out before you and try and scare the bejesus never, out of you. Never. I don't know if you know oh. anything about that one. No,
0: I don't. Uh, Tony O'Byrne comes to mind, but myself, uh, yeah. We used to try and catch
1: you at that, that gate that leads into the road. That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would not <laughs> I wouldn't walk to the pleasure grounds when it got very dark, but uh, yeah, I mean, I had the same routine as the boys. Obviously, I was going home, Mm. but that, you know, I was still within the same kind of routine of the college, but the difference was that after study, I went home.
0: Yeah, and Uh, dinner at home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then back to the school. But, uh, so that was unusual, and I was the fifth of the family to go to Tlongo. So I was very familiar with the whole routine of the school. Knew all, well, pretty much would have known all the staff, certainly knew them by name or by reputation. Mm. I would have kn- known them personally as well. Through visiting their houses and stuff, I remember being in Sherry's and in Michael Weedle's house, uh, the Canes, you know. The Henry's. The Henry's, obviously, yeah, because they, they had moved uh, to the back avenue. Yeah, so it was a very familiar um, place before I actually went to school there So it wasn't daunting as such because you have seen Not really, were... no I, it wasn't I mean because I just knew the, you know I just knew the place so well that it wasn't that daunting but at the same time as a 12, 13 year old you know starting out in a new a new yeah. thing you know you had the same anxieties as everybody else But was it
0: was it just considered like a day school for you you weren't you weren't really captured
1: as such uh, No I mean my first day you all got you, you guys would have been deposited the (laughs) afternoon before and you know I'd listened to some of the interviews obviously the lads we just dropped at the gate (laughs) and then had to fend for themselves for me it was different I just strolled in the next day and uh, I remember uh, well I have two memories one was my mum wanted me to wear this jacket which I just didn't want to wear. (laughs) And how that jacket didn't end up hanging on a tree in the pleasure grounds or in the golly mucky, I don't know. But uh, I wore it all the way in. I, I didn't like to think of myself as a conformist, but I think I was, really, underneath it all. Uh, and my second memory was meeting Mick McManus at the back. And uh, a very clear memory of chatting to Mike. And I don't think he's changed that much, actually, yeah. over the years. He got a bit taller, maybe, yeah. a little bit. But outside of that, yeah. So, yeah, that was my... My memory of my first and day. And
0: having your father teaching there,
1: was yeah. that a hindrance to help? Or? Not really, no. I mean, it, it could have been, but no, I didn't find it. So he obviously... There was some of the students were very into their music, others maybe not so much. But it, no, it never really hindered me. I remember one occasion when we were up in the uh, up in the choir gallery, and TC, had, you know, he wasn't playing the organ, but he turned around, and I thought he was praying. And the next minute, he hops up and r- rushes out, and I'm looking down onto the pews below, and uh, he appeared beside. I think it was uh, who was it? Was it Ryan um, Cockle Ryan actually? <laughs> And he had spotted Carl with somebody else messing and he decided to run down and haul the two of them out of it and I thought, oh my God, what's (laughs) going to happen here? How's this going to end? But there was no hassle really. Everyone just thought it was hilarious that TC had hopped up and gone down to remonstrate with a pair of them as they were messing during mass. And was music all in your family, obviously, all the time? Pretty much, yeah. From my earliest memories, there was always music in the house and we were always playing or practising. I don't think
0: any of us appreciated how talented Thomas Christopher was.
1: Yeah, I mean, he 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 had his own. Obviously, outside of teaching, he had his own interest in composition, and he did a lot of arranging. He would arrange stuff for the army bands, the guard bands, and for the RT orchestras, and had done a lot of work with the likes of uh, the O'Grady's and stuff. And I'd done some composition in his own right, and uh, but yeah, no, he, he, music was his life. He was completely twenty four hours, seven days a week. <laughs> And you all inherited that, really, did you? Yeah, well, we were all introduced to it very early. Like, I would play the cello, but I was given a violin to play upside down to start my cello uh, (laughs) career. That's how you started? Yeah, it? we were all started from you know as soon as you could walk, wow. you were handed something. I oh, was a in
0: His family then?
1: No, not really. He grew up in a bakery in Wexford. I mean, there were there were some of his siblings were very talented in 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 in, in music, but none of them pursued music. He was the only one, and um, he went to UCD to study. Yeah, but out of the family, he was the only one who who pursued music. Wow. And when you look back now at your
0: life. Were there any values or disciplines that Klangos gave to you that uh, stood the test of time or influenced the way you think or do things?
1: Yeah, well, at most times, I mean, that's the question I've asked myself a few times, like, had I been to another school, you know, how different would it have been? But I'd spent my, like I said, my entire childhood and adolescence, all those formative years there. So it must have had an impact on me. Mm. How you quantify that, I don't know. In terms of the academics, if I'd been to another school, probably wouldn't have made that much difference, really, because I was kind of middle of the road academically. Mm. You know, it didn't really grab my attention that much, <laughs> although I was reasonable. But uh, so I don't know, but it must have. But how I you could quantify that, I really don't know. It just had to have them. Mm. And would music be in your
0: career, had it not been for
1: I don't know. I mean, I was I was always kind of I wasn't really that committed. So when I was sixteen, I had an accident and I caught my ulnar nerve and sliced it in two, which had a pretty dramatic effect on my mm. on my uh, on my left hand, which is the fingerboard hand. But which was a bit of a tragedy. But at the same time, I don't know really at that time whether I was really that keen to, to pursue music as a as a career. So it, while it was a, an awful. Uh, Thing to happen, um, it I, I dealt with it reasonably, you know, without because I don't think I really had that commitment to music, but you had the talent. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I was a very good cellist. Um, I was a bit, <laughs> I was a bit lazy, and I, I remember I used to play in the orchestra or <laughs> and also at the youth orchestra, and at times, you know, I was just. Would be bothered counting and keeping up with the others. <laughs> I produced a very good sound, but I don't think uh, I was always attentive to what was going on. People with talent, you don't understand what talent is because you have it. Yeah, I know, it's true. You don't appreciate it that much. Yeah, that's true. And you always, you guys always lived in the Red House? We all lived in the Red House until in fifth year it was decided that TC was going to move to the back the back avenue. Yeah. But up to then, up to fifth year, yeah. And you went the there, Red Patty House. Fine was there. Yeah, Patty Fine was next door, and the Henrys were at no, the top. Yeah, yeah. Patty's still there, but everybody else is. Moved on, moved on, yeah. And now the building houses further up where the old
0: orchard is for new staff. So says get staff to go and live
1: there. Yeah. There. So that's changing as well. I remember visiting the orchard when Jimmy Nestor was there, and it was a functioning, you know, orchard world garden. Yeah, It was Huge. Yeah, it was absolutely. Mm. So Jimmy would show you, show me around. I'd go down with my mum sometimes, and he'd give us whatever fruit or veg was, yeah. you know, on the on the go. Yeah. And scaling that wall in
0: I don't, grammar syntax wasn't easy. To go and get apples. No, no, it was a the high wall. It was a real, the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you could get in, but you weren't sure you could yeah, get back get out. Again, out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gas. It <gasps> and so you don't have the same type of
1: abiding memory, probably, as your first day because you're there all the time. in a way. pretty much, like I said, the memories of wearing the jacket that I didn't want to wear and, and, and meeting Mike. I, that's my two abiding memories of the. Uh, yeah, and the entrance exam, do you, you can't remember. I knew I did it, but I <laughs> have no memory of it whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and you, but you kept in touch with most
0: people, like your friends now would be still a lot Absolutely.
1: Of I mean, I think, you know, if, if you're to meet anyone of that time, yeah, I think there's a. I would feel very comfortable in, mm. in their company. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and to go back to TC. One of the things we didn't
0: know about your father. I mean, how uh, how great a musician was he in Ireland? he's a very highly regarded, isn't
1: he? Oh, he would have been, yeah. I mean, certainly in terms of his work in in either in composition or arranging, you know, he would have been well known. Like I said, he would have done stuff with the army bands, the RT orchestras, stu- you know, stuff with the. Organies. And he chose staying Clongos, He had a vocation to teach. Or? Well, he did have a. I mean, he was very committed to his teaching he could have moved at one point but it was decided that we'd stay and he'd been offered a job actually up in the teacher training college St Mary's on the Falls Road and I, that was before my time obviously but my mum always would say afterwards how relieved she was that we hadn't gone to Belfast because she would have ended up raising a family of six boys in Belfast at the, right through the Troubles as mm. opposed to raising a family of boys down in the leafy yeah. and you know the leafy uh, they might involve have all been jealous so, no <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, and um, so you don't have those singular memories in terms of piece of music. Is there piece of music that uh, take you back to that period? Oh, the definitely.
1: Universe? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, the, yeah, there's a few. I mean, trad wise, I would never listen to trad much that uh, that much. Up, really, I was always aware of it. Like, I'd always aware that Kieran Macmahuna, would, his show on a Sunday morning, would mm. be in the background, and TC had done the, the lark, the arrangement for the lark, and the clear air for Jervie O'Grady. So mm. I was aware of it there but never really listened to it. And then one day I was down, I think it was in second or third year, I was down in TC's classroom, which was empty, and I must have been there for a practice period, practice the cello period. But I wasn't doing any practice. I was thumbing through his LPs I was in the in the classroom. And I came across one, which was a recently released album from Plankstey, The Well Below the Valley And I popped that on and it just blew me away. It was the first time that I'd really listened to traditional mm. music, the first time I was really exposed to Christy Moore and Andy Irvine and, and Co. And to this day it remains my favourite album. I was completely enthralled by it. And uh, so, trad-wise, I would go for anything on the well below beyond the <laughs> paleo. Mm. And uh, music, tra- uh, classical music, the uh, Col which is a kind of a piece by Max it was a Jewish based on a Jewish hymn. Um, that was my favourite cello uh, piece of that period. Um, I remember I was the consultant who had done the surgery on my wrist. He used to invite me back anytime he was giving talks about the work he was doing because some of it was a bit groundbreaking and I remember being in the old uh, Richmond uh, outpatients, which was a pretty grim spot, in a big room and there was this row of uh, medics in front of me and I just got down and played the call and, and Halfway through it I noticed three or four guys at the front and they were taking a lot of interest in what I was playing. <laughs> I was sort of, what the hell is the story with these guys? Then at the end, I finished up, and they came over to me, and they said they were they were all from New York, and they mm. were all Jewish. So New they York. were so familiar with the with the piece that they were very taken by this yeah. young <laughs> <laughs> young man and the outpatients of the Richmond Hospital playing the Colnaghi, yeah, sort of pop rock wise. I would say uh, the Hotel California. For some reason, I associate that with that song with the leaving cert year, even though I think it came out in seventy seven. Mm. But in my mind, I just always associated with that yeah, summer of 78. I think it was released in
0: 77, but probably made its, its real hallmark, because I'd be the same. And you're right, it was released in 77, but it probably uh, sustained yeah. its place on the charts into 78. That's my Liebensherr song. <laughs> How was it, third Good?
1: It was okay. it was kind of building the road, just like the rest of my <laughs> academic pursuits. I remember after the leave started, we went and, and did the matric. I don't know, mm. did you do the yeah. trick? Yeah. In O'Connell Schools? No, I did it, uh, maybe, uh, I can't remember. Uh, I did it in O'Connell Schools, and I remember, which was in Summerhill, and at the time, you know, in the late 70s, the northerner city was a pretty intimidating mm. place. Still can be a bit, but at that time, definitely. And I remember walking out of the O'Connell Schools out of Summerhill to get a bus, and I was absolutely terrified. Mm. <laughs> I was going to get hopped on. The next minute I see, I'm pretty sure it was Johnny Rock and it was a Dermot Walton. They were on a motorbike right. and they'd taken up, speeding up somewhere. I said, oh, those two are going to escape. <laughs> going to I'm caught. going to get caught here. But uh, some of my best exam results actually were in the matric for some reason. Were they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got an A in biology and I remember the next time I met John, what's his name? Biology teacher. John um, Warwick. Ja- yeah. No, no, not no, for John, Fennel. John Fennel. John Fennel, yeah. I remember running up to John Fell saying, Oh, John, John, I got an A in the trick. <laughs> and John is looking at me. He says, Yeah, I didn't. Know. He wouldn't believe me. <laughs> there he was, you know, and a straight A student standing in front of him and yeah. denying me. So. Yeah. 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 And you go back much or when you go back? I go back. Well, the um, I go yeah, back it's to Mainham.
0: For you, but it's, it's like going home. Yeah,
1: totally. But well, my mum and dad are buried in Mainham and John, my brother. Mm. So, yeah, but I go back and visit the cemetery. And sometimes I'll go back around the college. Actually, the last time I went, Back, it was a bank holiday weekend. I don't know if it's the Sunday or the Monday. I remember everything was locked up and closed yeah. up, and that was really alien to me, yeah. having grown up there and having the run of the place, and then yeah. to go back and it being closed. It was a bit. It was a bit pointed actually. I thought yeah. oh, it was a bit sad here. Yeah, so <laughs> <all> locked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But once I had the freedom just to one or, run, or yeah. I wanted to go. It's not today or yesterday when you think back. Now.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, in terms of I have to sum up in a couple of phrases, what does was how could you sum it up? Oh,
1: it's impossible really. In terms of a place to grow up, it was idyllic. I mean, like I said, sometimes it's difficult to quantify in terms of if I'd gone to another school, would I have been much different? I don't know. And where
0: did you came from, uh, the local school in Claim, was it? Initially? No,
1: we were sent to Prosperous. My mum and dad had some anxiety about... What was going on in the... in, the, in the Clane. Yeah, but there was something <laughs> going on, which they weren't happy about. <laughs> so I was sent up to... We were all actually sent up down to Prosperous. There was a husband and wife team up there, the Brosnans. Right. And Brian Brosnan, subsequently their son... Oh, wow. He taught in Tlongos. Yeah. He was maths teacher. But yeah, we were sent to Prosperous. Um, so that's where I did my, my primary education. You didn't mean Christy Moore up there, no? No not he, he was from Newbridge so he, oh, he? he he recorded they used to play in Dowlings there in Prosperous yeah, but yeah. no, no oh, I thought he was from Prosperous yeah. No 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 he's from Newbridge Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, so there there are standing
0: memories and there's no bad side there was no bullying there was no
1: No I mean sides. I think you know during that Especially the first few years, you, there was that sort of Lord, Lord of the Flies thing going on, where mm. if if you were you know if you displayed weakness or something on surety or, or yeah. something about yourself, yeah. you, you would have possibly been uh, set upon yeah. by the mob. But uh, no, you, you like everybody else. You just had to try and navigate your way through that. Mm. I remember there was a sh- showing of The Lord of the Flies in the in the in the big hall, and Mickey Shields at the. Beginning said, This is what happens when, you know, this is what would happen if there was no Jesuits and Tlongos, you know. Mm. But five minutes into it, the reel broke. And I was about to hop up and say, Well, this is what happens when the Jesuits are. <laughs> but I thought better of it, you know. Yeah. I thought, oh, maybe keep my mouth shut, you know. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. And your mother's from the north, see?
1: Yeah. Well, she grew up in. She was from Derry and then they'd moved to South Armagh and she spent a lot of time in Urie, where TC was working and that's where they met. All right. Came south. So she would have come from, yeah, to, and at that time, down to the Red House would have been a big step, you know, it would have Mm -hmm. been coming from a small, vibrant little town to. Middle of nowhere. (laughs) Isolation. Yeah. Yeah. To the quarantine station in the middle yeah. of the field, yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. That's
0: why your Clongos time is so different because you're like a day pupil. Yeah, totally. Your father taught there. <laughs> yeah, uh, you still yeah. have the heritage of your brother's being there, yeah, so yeah. you had some pre knowledge.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, I knew all the staff either personally or by reputation. And when, like, when I <laughs> in my first came here, my mum would send me to confession in the in, the, in the, <laughs> the people's chapel, and it was the it was the Raz who. Was th- it? Who did confession it's, there. Yeah. I didn't really understand the GDPR of the confessional at the time, you know, the <laughs> data protection. And I was convinced that if anything I told uh, All right, B. would be related back to TC and the staff, <laughs> 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 I couldn't bring myself to making a true confession. Uh, yeah, so if I if there is a heaven and I end up in a halfway house, you know, I'm going to slice uh, you know, uh, to Jerry It was his fault. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so it's all good memories. Yeah, and do yeah. uh, you think we appreciate the legacy of your father? Like talking to other people's where I hear it mentioned.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think those, those boys who, who are interested in music. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for others, maybe it just would have been a passing thing. But yeah, I mean, when you look back on it, like as a school to have three music teachers on the mm. staff. As well as all the other things going on in terms of sport, I mean, it was just incredible. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I've again early memories from before I went there. Being in the car, we used to go up every Wednesday to either the academy or the DIT, the music school, hmm. and uh, the, some of the boys would be, be in the back of the car with us. Like you know, I don't know how many people TC stuffed into that car because you gotta have had violins and cellos. Yeah, <laughs> as well. I'd say there was a lot of health and safety regulations broken. <laughs> But yeah, uh, and are you all called TC? By the way, we're all called TC. How did you differentiate? Um, Is a well at the time, <laughs> You know, you were just an XTC. XTC. Kind of turned up like you know, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> James Kelly, thanks very so much for your time. Uh, thank you, Russell.